This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I tell you. Can we go back to San Francisco? Play one. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to the Blowhole on Finsider Radio. Uh, this fine Thursday evening, you have a dejected and defeated James Radio, joined by his ever optimistic co host, the Rob Tomist himself, Mr. Robcast. How are we feeling today, See, Rob? How I, are we feeling? I am having my optimism fully tested. I truly do not believe that we will be that good things can happen for this team. That it's been too long since I've seen a break go our way for for the sun has not shined on the hard rock of my heart. I can't see the things we needing to happen to happen. Either the Patriots are going to win, or if they lose, somehow we're going to lose or tie or do something disgusting. I'm dejected. I'm right there with you. Um, in a you know lifelong Dolphins fan, life lifetime of disappointing seasons, um, this one's pretty high up there. Uh, I was... Very, very, very optimistic and feeling very, very good about this team um, at the, you know, up, up until a couple of weeks ago. I mean, even even after the Bills game, I kind of thought they had righted the ship and that we were in solid position. So, um, yeah, this this one hurts. And I don't want to our, our normal show where we 
recap that the Patriots game, we can do a, a small recap of it. I actually thought they played, they played better than I thought they were going to play. The last two losses, um, they played very well. They, they, they should not have lost bad, bad mistakes and bad turnovers. You know, we know, you know, the two interceptions have been talked to death. Teddy's bad pick six, you know, kind of sunk us. There was other miscues, obviously. You've been not a fan of Jason Sanders, and that was that miskicked hurt us a lot. Both um, weeks. The last both the weeks. Packers game and the Patriots yep. game, both those mix, missed kicks hurt. They hurt. Um, but and the, but the Pats missed an extra point. Was there something weird with the field? Like what was? I don't. Even, what was it? It wasn't that windy. I mean, yeah, I, that was strange. And that guy is Nick Folk is is automatic for them. He's like he barely ever misses at all. Yeah. Um, so you know, but it, it's it's lather rinse repeat, right? Like offense can they do some stuff, but they they you know, but a bad turnovers. Defense can look great for certain drives and then the, they never look great we, well they, they there's three and outs and there and there's there were stops and there were there were they they what i'm saying is there's flashes where you see the talent you see the potential but the the miscues the get the third and longs the busted coverages the not co- the no coverages <laughs> in goal to go the the, the, yeah. the penalties i'm i am i am you know me i am not the knee-jerk reactionary guy right that's your job i'm the i'm the calm cool one to be like but i'd be amazed if josh josh boyer is the defensive coordinator next year there's too many things to me that fall on coaching uh you know that that, that look like coaching errors you know the I, well i mean here's here's the thing and and you you hit the nail on the head you said you said great and i know you were i know you didn't mean great because they, the difference between good and great, like the, the ceiling for this defense has been good. I will say there have been times, there were times earlier in the year where they, they looked great. The, the first Patriots game of the season, I thought they played great that week. Um, the Steelers game, I thought they played great. Um, but they haven't been great uh, when it mattered. When I say, and <clears throat> sorry, when I say great, I just mean like, for for a series right for a three and out for a big stop for the fourth and shorts like there are times where we see the 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 capabilities we see the potential that i don't right. mean great for a game yeah and you see i mean what you see on the other side there there was a great defense on the other side the, the patriots are a they they've scored touchdowns on defense for like the last like four games in a row like they just they seem to make a play when it matters and their defense is literally carrying them. You have, you know, their offense is challenged. We got, we yeah. got a firsthand look at it. Like they, they, their offense is so challenged. It made our defense look good, <laughs> which we, we are not, we, we just aren't very good. Um, their, their offense is bad. One of the good things about this Sunday is the jets offense is also not good. Um, so, you know, I'm, but to, I'm, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. But, but to my know, point is, I still think this defense is talented. Obviously, the, the oh the talent's the, there. That's, the secondary, that's the point, secondary right? injuries. Like I, feel like I don't. There's a lot of talent on this team. The problems have been mental mistakes, poor execution, right? And that is on coaching. You know, Boyer for sure. I, I think he at minimum Boyer has to go. Um. We did post a Twitter poll on our, our, our at Twitter handle. So at T blowhole on Twitter um, this week was, 
you know, who do you want to coach this team next year? Sean Payton or, or Mike McDaniel? I was, you know, we didn't get a ton of votes because, you know, we don't have a ton of followers, but um, it was pretty, it was uh, 90%, I think, in favor of, uh, of McDaniel. So you were, the only, were you the only one who voted for uh, Sean Payton? I didn't even get to, I didn't, I don't, we're not allowed to vote. So I yeah. didn't vote. So someone voted for Payton. Um, but here's the thing, like, and, and here's the thing, like, like I get it. Like it's, it's, it's only, it's his first year. You want to give him a chance like these things, but this is not like a normal situation where you hire a new coach where like, it's a full rebuild and, you know, you got to give him some time to, you know, to get in and get acclimated. Ross is in win now mode. Like he wanted Peyton last year. He wanted Peyton and he wanted Brady. That's clear as day. That was plan A didn't happen went plan b they got everything that they could have hoped to get out of tua like i don't think tua could have played any better than he played this year was he you know i mean he played he, when he played he was great the injury concerns are real he has he's had three seasons in the nfl he has not played a full season um and you know he's been he's gotten injured um in all three years at various times honestly with the offensive line for the first two years i'm not even counting that to me the the injury concerns are are two probably three concussions in a single year is scary and and what and whether he even if he gets another one i mean if he if he doesn't retire in the off season if he gets another one you know he may retire you know he may be my, forced to retire my point is the rebuild started back in 2019 like that's when the rebuild started. We're in, we're going in next year's 2023. We're in 2023 now, but next football season. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm, if they don't win on Sunday or, you know, they do win and don't make the playoffs. I'm, I'm not, I'm not shocked if, if they make a very serious play. But those for, are for two, Sean Payton. But those are two separate things. Asking if people want Sean Payton or if you think Ross will go for Sean Payton. Those are two different questions. I would not fair. be shocked if Ross does something dramatic. I don't think he should is, is, is the answer. Like, and I think I, we said this off air. I, he, I, even if they miss the playoffs, it's not going to fire. I don't think McDaniel's in danger to be fired just to be fired. If Ross can get a Harbaugh or a, or a Sean Payton, then, then I could see him doing it. I don't think it's the right move, but I, but it's definitely, you know, not out of the realm of possibility. I think Payton is the right move um, for where this team is right now. Like I, like I, I don't think Payton's going to coach next year. I don't think any team's going to give up what the saints want and the saints want him to come back. That that could that's very realistic. Um, yeah, I I agree. Like, I don't think McDaniel's getting fired to be replaced with another coordinator. Well, like Jeff another, Saturday might you know, be available. another guy that's that's being pulled from somebody else's system. Like, I don't know who else is really out there. You know, right now. Um, no, it, it'd be stu- honestly that there were enough flashes. There 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 were enough flashes in that uh, that this team should be should be brought back with the head coach the quarterback they they should all come back and yes bring in competition for Jason Sanders let's get upgrade him a kicker fine if you could find you know if you get but an upgrade special teams coordinator needs special to go. teams like, coordinator special teams and and Boyer like both yeah, I'm fine go. with that and but I, here's the yeah i just for to your point like flashes yeah 
there, there, there have been very bright flashes and very good flashes, but for every flash of goodness and, and greatness, we've seen an equal amount of poor coaching decisions and poor play and execution by these players. They're eight and eight. So everything good, they, they perfectly mirror on the bad side. It's, it's mediocrity at its best. I legit wonder out loud, like, and I've mentioned it before, like, The Flores years, like the like the Flores' second year, and and I, I mean even maybe in Flores' first year, like those were better coaching jobs than what we got out of McDaniel this year. Not, like, I. Uh, it's not even close. Well, I, I'm Flores was not a good game manager, like coach. He, his defensive schemes were were spectacular. Offensive game plans were terrible, and his and he was not great at the time management and the game management. Uh, you so. won. You won five games with the. I've said it many times. That was that team was the worst. That is the worst NFL team I have ever seen, talent wise. <laughs> they won five games with that team somehow, and it came back to bite us. We've 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 talked about that. The next year they won ten games. You know, with you know they they made some moves in free agency. They had you know some of the draft picks, but most of those draft picks honestly haven't panned out. But that team won ten games, and they they were blowing teams out at the beginning of the year they were playing when fitzpatrick was playing they were playing very very well well they're um, playing well when Tua was playing also for the they won know. some yeah they won some games with Tua as well i'm just i'm just saying that team vastly overachieved and when when teams overachieve that's coaching sometimes that's that's i mean sometimes I mean, uh, there's there's different reasons for it to happen some of it's luck Sometimes it's just luck. Why the Viking? Are you saying the Vikings are overachieving because of their coaching? Are you saying that, that that's then give uh, that their that's coach? a very inter- that's a very interesting point. So and that when the Viking when we played the Vikings this year, and I, I'm not I don't think uh, is it O'Connell or it's O'Connell right? I the think coach. so. I don't I don't think he's like an exceptional coach or anything like that. But they don't make a lot of they don't make a ton of mistakes. Like that game that they played us this year, we outplayed them with our third string quarterback and, and then Teddy had to come in and play a majority of that game as well. So our second and third string quarterbacks, we didn't have Taron Armstead in that game. You know, we're a lot of injuries on, you know, on both sides of the ball. We double tripled them in yardage. We, and we lost and we lost because of mistakes. Their team made no mistakes. We made several mistakes, dropped passes, fumbles, Missed kicks, but, but those things aren't poor coaching. special teams. That is all coaching, Rob. Like Dra- that's execution, dropped, dropped passes and fumbles is not coaching. I I would execution and and mental errors that that falls on coaching. I mean, it's I'm not saying it's the coach's fault that Waddle fumbled the ball. No, that's not right. what I'm saying. That's, but, but, that's, I mean, but that you that's have one a game, team that's, that's a not bad making any game. mistakes, and you have one team that's making several of them. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, the coaching's hasn't been perfect, but it's. It, these are not. I don't feel like you know, we, there was. A, we mentioned we were talking off air. There were a couple of games, obviously, where we got out coached. Right, the 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 49ers came out with a game plan. They had a game plan and they they executed it, and we couldn't really adjust to it. Chargers. Sometimes that happens. The Chargers, same thing. They 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 were they played us differently than we've seen. We didn't get. We weren't able to adjust to it in time. That happens, but. A lot, but a lot of these losses to me, they they don't feel like. I mean, yeah, McDaniel could have made better decisions, but it's not like he 
he wasn't like hacketing it away. He, right, I, I agree, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. He's not like hack this, it, but I mean, it's like, but his staff, like, I mean, these are these are indictments of him. Like, you're the head coach of the team. You chose to keep Josh Boyer. You chose to keep Danny Crossman. Your special teams is the worst in the NFL. Keeping Josh Boyer was the right Your defense call at the is time. At best, good. Keeping, like, and and they should be great with keeping, the amount of talent they have, even with the injuries. They, you got, they you should have be great. To, you're not looking at the look. Obviously, yes, Boyer has has not panned out. But look, you got to look at the big picture. He had to keep Boyer. That defense liked. There were a lot of the defensive guys that liked Flores. McDaniel is an offensive guy. He's going to be spending his time on the offense. Keeping Boyer was the right move at the time. 2020 hindsight, like drafting Tua over Herbert at the time was the right move. Right now, not so much. But at the time, it it it, it was wasn't just a defensible move. It was the it was the right call. So the other thing, I mean, his hands might have been tied too. Like I mean, we don't yeah. know. Like maybe they might have said you have to keep Boyer. You know, that might have been part of the understanding of, of the, him taking the, the job. The thing is, th- there are game. you know, there are always, and you look at any team's record, there's going to be three to six games that coin flip games. It could have gone either way. Early on, we were winning them, right? The, the Ravens game, the Buffalo game, those are games we could have lost, right? We didn't. We won them. We haven't been winning them anymore. Now, all of a sudden, these these other coin, we're losing the coin flip games. The the Patriots and the and the Green Bay were two games we easily could have had with with one bounce. Even the Chargers game, like these game, you know, these are games that well, got we, away from we, us. We we did get one really good bounce in the Chargers game. So, <laughs> uh, no, the Chargers game we were summarily on all all fronts. We we had no business winning that game. Um, but I see what you're saying. We could have somehow miraculously won that game. Um, but it boils down to what it boils down to is these it's execution, making plays when it matters, not making mistakes. And it's just been sloppy. Like I know the penalties, like there's bad calls, but like there's some that are just, they're just sloppy. They're like, they're just, uh, and it's, you're, you're this far into the season where, you know, you can't be seeing those sorts of things. And, yeah, but guys are pressing. When you're on a when you're losing for four or five I know, games in a row, guys happens, are pressing. But that's also like you need your coach to you need your coaching staff to to be solid and make the right calls and be you know pre- get you prepared. And I'm not seeing it. Like I mean, the Packers game came out great. You know, maybe it was the concussion that that changed everything. But man, they were terrible in the second half. You know, Sanders misses a kick in that one too. There's a, a Mostert fumble. Right. All kinds of just mistakes. They're all self-inflicted things that, you know, you're letting them back in the game. And the defense did not play terrible in the, in the Packers game. But I mean, they didn't you know, they didn't make plays when it mattered. I you know, know. But you can't you can't you can't be out. You can't have those three three. Well, one, the second interception was a long drive. But those you, right. you can't just keep putting them back out there. And yes. And the what hurts is the twice in a row. We've got it down to one score. You know, in late in the fourth quarter, they get the ball, pin them. I think was was the Green Bay was an over an eighty yard drive too, right? Like we pin, more said pins them inside the twenty, and we let them march all the way down the field and score a touchdown. Like it just it's or or the field goal in the Green Bay case, but like when you needed to stop them, they yeah, let those in big, and in big e- moments and time. third downs on defense for us are terrible. Third downs on offense for us at the beginning of the year were great. 
But, you know, you have a third and 15, you're up four, and you force the ball into triple coverage against an opportunistic defense that has scored touchdowns in the last three games, and then, boom, the game totally changes. Yeah. And you hurt yourself on top of everything else. Like, I wasn't. I heard he might have hurt himself on the play before. I haven't actually watched looking for that, but he might have hit his hand on the play before that interception. I thought it was the throw. I thought he was hurt on the throw, not the tackle. Well, it was definitely on the throw, throw, but it might have been on the throw before the interception. Interesting, because the the throw that he threw, like the actual throw, wasn't a bad throw. It was a bad decision. It was just in, like, it was just into a bad, like, he didn't look. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a bad throw because it went right to wherever. Like, I mean, it just like. Yeah, it just, you know, it wasn't like it sailed on him or like it yeah. was short or like underthrown or behind the guy or anything like that. It was just. Oh, no, know, it went right to him. Yeah. Well, I know if the, I mean, if the safety wasn't <laughs> if the safety hadn't been there, Sherfield would have caught it. But the safety was there. So it does. I mean, you know, that happens. Then Thompson comes in the game and then, you know. <laughs> their defense makes another phenomenal play. Like, it's just like, you know, it's just like you just get it like rubbed in your faces. It's not like they have like a team stacked full of superstars over there. Like they just. No, but they, they have, they have, they have a defense. They have a guy who can coach defense on that team. Like that's just, that's been the way for two decades. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't. Yeah. Their, their defense was. And they've got a pass. Was rush. excellent. Yeah. They've got a great pass rush and you know, our, you know, our mass unit of an offensive line did okay. All well, things considered, they, that was what I liked to see. Like, and I didn't want to. I said we weren't going to do a full like game recap, but I, I did like to see they were they were they schemed well. Like it was max protect. Like you had tight ends, fullbacks staying in the block. You only had a couple guys going out into routes, and it was working. And then you had like little dump offs, like the the touchdown that they scored. You know, with with Hill, like where it was a little you know the motion. Like there were some creative plays, and then they just like and a lot like, of I don't dump- know what happens. Like I like you a just, lot of passes to the running backs too, right? everybody's saying, oh, Miami, they like the deep middle of the field. Well, if you're taking away the deep middle of the field, the short stuff is open. So finally seeing them throw to the running backs was nice to see. And those guys were eating yards, right? They were getting, they were doing, they were doing fine with those check downs. And it just, yeah. And then you just, you know, you, you get away from what's working, you make mistakes and then, I don't know. It's just been, it's, it's been the same thing over and over and over again. And, as coaches, like you have to adjust and make the changes to stop it or, you know, do the, you know, stick to the game plans, have an identity. And you just, I'm just not seeing it. You know what a team like this needs to come home and play Joe Flacco. We'll talk about that after the break. Please stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. Um, so that was a fantastic segue, uh, Rob, into uh, previewing the Jets game. So it does look like, um, at least from what I've been hearing and seeing on the internets, that uh, Joe Flacco is most likely to start this week. So uh, the official Mike report. White, the, yeah, we know Zach Wilson is definitely not playing, so boo-hoo to that. That makes me very sad. 
Uh, Mike White with the ribs, uh, I guess, are still aggravated. He's been uh, he was limited, limited today, Thursday in practice. He yeah, was full so, yesterday, but limited um, today. So it's a meaningless game for the Jets. There's there's absolutely no no reason for uh, for them to to rush their future back out there. They don't want their their future quarterback Mike White out there to honestly to get seriously injured. So well, he's not. I mean, I know I don't even know if you're joking or not. That's how messed up joking. their quarterback situation is. I mean, he's their best quarterback. I don't think. There's, their future. I don't think their next year's starting quarterback is on the roster at all. Um, I will say though, I don't. I mean, this team isn't going to lay down, right? Beating us would is huge and would no, be huge for them to, to. I mean, end the season to to be able to say they swept us would be nice for them. They're gonna they're gonna play hard. Such a weird NFL season. Like, I mean, it's been a very strange Dolphin season, but just in general, like it's been weird. This this week I have absolutely no idea. Like I was I mean, I'll get to my prediction for the game, but I mean I was uh, nothing would shock me. Like it wouldn't like if Joe Flacco came out and lit us up and they beat us 34 to three, like well, we I also be don't surprised. know is 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 Xavier is 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 X playing? Like that was a surprise inactive to me. I didn't even know he was in, injured. Like I I I he hurt himself in practice last week is when it happened. But like, I had no idea that Armstead and, and, and X were, you know, were even, I mean, I guess they've always been quite Armstead's questionable every week in plays. When I saw that injury, when I saw the inactives, like I, I texted you and I was like, Whoa, that, you know, I, all of a sudden, you know, in a two point game, that's, that's huge. Those are, those are basically your nine, your ninety nine players in Madden outside of Hill and and Waddle, like you know, like not playing. That hurts. Yeah, and then another thing, Kendall Lamb, that guy they signed off the street to play left tackle, um, was 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 playing fantastic. Was playing, you know, <laughs> was playing really really well. And then uh, and he's he's out and most likely won't play this week either. Eric Fisher, somebody I was very excited about, talked about on the podcast. I don't even know how he got hurt, um, but he's on IR, so he didn't play at all this season. So must have been in practice or a non-football related injury. I don't know, but like we actually have needed him and he is not there. So that was a meaningless signing. I shouldn't have been excited about it. I don't know why I was. Um, they signed another guy I've never heard of today. Uh, left tackle. Um, oh, Mike Glennon. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, they did I'm sign kidding. Mike Glennon to the practice squad in case Teddy can't go. Uh, Teddy appears to be throwing. He did not break his finger. It was dislocated. Yesterday, he was throwing after practice, but they were very short passes, they said. And then today, um, he's been throwing more like normal quarterback throws. That was it was after practice that he was making today. So um, it is possible. Um you know, possible that he that he dresses in is the backup. I would assume. I think we're all assuming that Skyler is going to be the uh, the starter, um, and I'm okay with that. I don't really think there's much of a drop off between the two of them. Um, I think what I think where you get into trouble with Skyler Thompson is when he doesn't practice. He doesn't get any of the reps, um, and he's thrust into the game. This week he's had all the practice reps, so you know he looked really good in the Vikings game before he got hurt. So be fair, the Vikings I'm, defense is kind of garbage and the Jets defense is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're I I I I felt like they've been a little overrated, if I'm being honest, but yeah, I'm, they're definitely better than the Vikings defense, that is for sure. Um but you know, we'll see. I mean, if they keep it, you know, they keep it simple, you know, they kind of try and stick to the run, you know, get a little creative with some of the motion plays. Um 
you know, maybe we can, you know, maybe see something, you know, like out, out of this offense. I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm definitely picking with my heart. Like, I feel like this is the game where like the defense, you know, we we've seen them save us at times this year, not nearly enough, but there, there have been flash moments of it happening. Steelers game, Patriots game. Uh, I thought they actually played well in the, the first bills game. Um, you know, they were, they were kind of like a bend don't break. They gave up a lot of yards, but you know, they made plays when it mattered. Um, I'm confident. I don't not confident. I'm hoping that this is a, a game where, you know, against a, a challenged jets offense where they can maybe make some plays and, and uh, you know, get a turnover um, in a big moment, get a big stop, you know, like switch the momentum, uh, just, you know, stop making the mental errors and, uh, you know, feel like the offense can do just enough, you know, to, to get us a win. Um, I'm going to say Dolphins 20, Jets 13. I like it. I, I think this is a field goal game. I don't know. Why. I just, I just feel like we get good Jason Sanders. We win the game. We get bad Jason Sanders. We lose the game. Not to put it all on Jason Sanders, but I am going to say Dolphins 23, Jets 22. So my, my 20 comes from three touchdowns and a missed extra point. There's no field goals made nice. by Jason Sanders in this game. <laughs> my 23 comes from six safeties. <laughs> one. T- uh, I have no faith in Jason Sanders. I just, I just want this team to execute and make some plays when we need them. I just, it's the jets. They've lost five in a row, just like us. And I feel like we're the better team. I feel like we, even though I just got done talking about how poorly coached we are, <laughs> I feel like we can out coach them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm picking with my heart a little bit here. Um, I just, I, I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and that's why there are no, uh, no good prop bets this week, Rob, uh, just are, like last week, because true. there's so many injuries and nobody knows who's playing. So, uh, no really good prop bets. So we can take a walk over to the degenerate side of things where, um, last week, again, we had no players to choose from. So we did all the scoring props. I was over three and Rob was one for three. Uh, you can, you can recap in a little more detail, Rob. Yeah, it was pretty simple. You took the under of 41 and there was 44. You said Dolphins would be under two and a half touchdowns, and they had three. Thank you. Um, and you said the Dolphins would be under 19 and a half points. And be, honestly, without that last the garbage minute, touchdown. The garbage yeah, touchdown the gar- I, we talked about this right. off air. I don't know what the Patriots were doing. So I predicted that game was going to be 23 to 14. Or no, I said 24 to 13. The score at the time was 23 to 14. And they had a fourth down, and they were in makeable field goal range. And they went for it on fourth down and we sacked them and got a touchdown. Like I, like I, if they make the field goal there, the game is over. I guess if they get the first down, the game is over too, but it just didn't make sense to me from like a coaching standpoint. Like it just made no sense well, cause what, either way. Cause they were up. What were they were up? What was the score? Nine points. Yeah. So what's the difference between nine and 12? I mean, it's a, it's, you still, it's the touchdown and the extra point. And then a touchdown versus touchdown extra point field goal that your your winning percentage isn't changing between those two compared to first down game over take a knee, so that that's basically that's that's the that's the reasoning. I guess, but I mean it. it by 
not getting it. Like, and it wasn't like a fourth and inches either. It was like a fourth and four, fourth and five. I think that um, that's a straight up analytics call. You're talking about changing your winning percentage from at that point, it's probably like 95% to 95 and a half percent. But if you get the first down, it, you know, it's literally, it's over hundred percent. Either way, doesn't matter. I'm I'm <laughs> lamenting about us scoring a touchdown, which <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, Rob got uh, what did you got? One, I only right? got one. The got golf one is over. I kind of was trying to cheat it because I had the Patriots under twenty and a half and Patriots under two and a half touchdowns, but I thought they were offensive touchdowns. So technically, <laughs> and offensive points. So technically, I, I went three and zero, oh, but really, I I. We 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 basically uh, pooped our pants. We went one for six total, over three for you, one for three for me, and that gets us. Actually, we're tied at thirty-two wins apiece. But you have one more, two more weeks than me, which means you will definitely have the head-to-head week win. But this week, it's all about. Actually, I didn't realize this when I made my, when I didn't really think very hard on my picks. Uh, this well, week. there's no, yeah, we're clearly better at uh, player props than, than scoring props. But I guess this is another week where we get a chance to to right the ship. So um, you heard my prediction for the score, Dolphins 20, uh, Jets 13. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the Jets points. They they have the Jets points at 18 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the over on the Dolphins points, which are 19 and a half. And I'm going to take the under on Jets TDs, which is one and a half. I think the Jets only get one touchdown on Sunday, hopefully. So let's and go Dolphins. I had us at 23 22, so I'm taking the Jets over, the Dolphins over, and Dolphins over two and a half touchdowns. So I, I have a whole extra touchdown needed to be gotten by the good guys. Um, the spread for this game has been wild all week. I think we were like, we were in that three point favorite to start the week. Then when you know with the Teddy injury or whatever and certain things happened, then the Jets were favored in some places. Anytime by you one. sign Mike Glennon, you cannot be favored. And Mike maybe was signing Mike Glennon. Yeah. It was at that point. Um but now with the Mike White news, we are favored again by like two and a half in, in most places. So so the line is fluctuating, but it's always been under a field goal. It's pretty close to a pick'em. Um Home. All right. And in a kind of another weird, strange, like wild week 18 scenario, we still at this moment in time when we're recording, we don't even know what's happening with the Buffalo Bills. Um, obviously, our, you know, all of our positive energy, thoughts, prayers, everything we can do um, to um, Hamlin and his family. Um, just a scary and bizarre scene on Monday Night Football. Um, really, really glad they did not resume playing. Um, glad they're taking their time, you know, and listening to the Buffalo Bills organization and, and, you know, figuring out what needs to be done there. Um, but it, you know, from, you know, a Dolphins fan perspective, which is meaningless compared to the other things that we're talking about here. Um, you know, we are kind of up in the air. We don't know. Um, I don't even think they've, have they fully said the bills are even playing the Patriots on Sunday? Has that even, I don't even think. No. That that's so this, this just point. came out like 20 minutes ago. Owners are going to convene on Friday, which is tomorrow to regard the playoff seating for the AFC. So by the time you guys are listening to this, you're going to know more than we know. Now there's a bunch of wild scenarios going on where, where the, uh, 
one if the if the Bills and or uh, Bengals have to play at, uh, the Chiefs, it would be at a neutral site. Is one I heard one rumor. I've heard some crazy. I've ones. heard crazy yeah, ones where ahead. the number one seed would get to choose. You either get home field advantage or the bye, and the second seed gets the other. Um, I've also heard them talk about adding an eighth playoff team, which very much affects your Miami Dolphins because that's a win and in in that scenario. So who knows? I, honestly, I don't think they're going to do anything other than say it's by winning percentage. Sorry, Ravens, you know, and some other folks that kind of get screwed by it. It is what it is. Um, that's my, yeah, just, my guess is they're going to go the simplest route. There's talk about pushing all the games back a week and just playing that one game this week and we're just the one a you know and pushing the afc playoffs back and into the bye no team gets a bye there's all kinds of weird stuff yeah um yeah i would like i mean just obviously the most important thing is 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 making sure that the um you know the player is is okay and um you've got got some positive news there today um tomorrow hamlin waking up and uh communicating too he's actually able to to he still had the two but he could write um so yeah seems to have cognitive brain function if he's asking you know about whether or not they won the game which i thought was um you know just a it was it was nice to 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 smile you know uh and you know when thinking about that situation because it's just uh awful awful to see and um you know um I've been uh, <laughs> a notorious Buffalo Bills hater on this podcast, and um, wishing them really nothing but the best. Um, you know, just uh, just hate to see it. They've gone. That team's gone through a lot of adversity this year, um, and that's. Just I a, tell you, with, and obviously it's a completely different scenario, but it was such a scary scene that even if we sneak into the playoffs, I doubt you'd see Tua. Right? Like you, you can't put him back out there this year after having the definitely two, maybe three concussions even if he clears protocol do you think if we sneak in that he plays i had the feeling that if they got in he would play um, i did bef- but i mean before one- the injury but now like everybody's going to be focused on player safety well, this, again i know yeah, it's a different injury I get it. But- and, and what happened to demar hamlin was not concussion related no, not, whatsoever but, but, but it's- um, i know i know i know what you mean like i, I, I get your point um I've always felt like if they if they somehow get in the well always I mean only for the past couple of weeks that we've known about the concussion um if they get into the playoffs I'm sure he's I felt like he was going to play I feel like now you know one of these one of these wild scenarios that we're hearing about is you know them pushing the AFC playoffs back a week so the Bills can play the Bengals um that would give you know if we got in that would give us an extra week for you know for Tua to heal which would increase his likelihood of playing the end of the day i don't think it matters all that much if we get in um obviously the team will be in a better position to potentially succeed if Tua plays but i don't really see them winning a playoff game um you know how sick would it be to be go to back to buffalo and win <laughs> that that would be that would be amazing. That would, that would be nice. But um, I guess first things first, we'll see if we can even win this game against the Jets on Sunday. And then we do need the Bills to beat the Patriots. Um, and again, I don't. Yeah, they haven't really made a I, as of this moment. That game has not been canceled. So, um, 
that's that you know the likeliest I scenario be, i would say I is think probably it's like what canceled. you said rob they just don't play the game and they go off winning percentage and and everything just goes the the way that it goes um but either way um i think the bills will want to play and win um on sunday um i i, I don't think there's you know i don't think that there would be a chance of them resting their starters um but i guess anything's in play so who knows we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes i i think the bills will win um and we'll talk about that and pick them right so uh when we uh take a look at some of these a lot of a lot of weird games you know a lot of meaningless football games and um let's uh try and finish our our pick them on a on a high note all right so i uh, touched on it i think the uh yeah the the pats are getting seven points going into buffalo um a lot of a lot of factors here um oh you're, I'm gonna, burying I'm gonna the le- you're burying the lead my friend oh that's right yeah i'll i well i had already forgotten about it so i'll let you <laughs> go ahead and revel in your uh week 17 way successes. too little way too late but i got the i i got the three i i got you three to nothing in pick them last week at green bay the chargers and the bucks um no need to dwell on those terrible teams and their terrible games, but uh, haven't had a sweep since week four, so that felt good. And you've had like nicely done. And you've had like three sweeps since then, so yeah, it was needed needed to solve my yeah. achy heart. So yes, uh, I'm mostly putting my. I'm usually bad at this, especially coming off of a good week. So I'm putting my official Roptimus stink on the Pats. I'll take the Pats plus seven just so they could lose. Yeah. Uh, all right. I like it. I, I do feel like the bills are going to come out and win on Sunday. Um, another game that's interesting. The, uh, the believe land Browns and Deshaun Watson getting two and a half going into Pittsburgh. It's a must win game for Pittsburgh. I know they're believe your, uh, your dark horse to sneak into the playoffs. Um, just but, uh, earlier in the week, I basically was just, you know, being super down watching the game a second time and just being like watching everything go wrong. I'm like, so Dolphins that the Pats will lose, but we don't win. And then the Steelers end up in the play. Like, like everything goes right, but yet we still can't pull off the thing. I could just see it happening. Honestly, if all three lose, the Patriots get in, right? If if everybody loses, yeah. But if the Steelers win and the Dolphins and Pats lose, they're in. I, I think the Browns go in there and beat them. Give me, give me the and Browns. Honestly, I'll take Browns plus if two and the a half. Steelers lose, it might even be the Jaguars. Like the Jaguars can lose and get in. Oh, if all three lose, I yeah, think that's so. right. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a hot mess. But Pats control their own destiny. I could see the I could see the uh, Bills not starting anybody just because they'd be afraid to play us. As opposed to playing the Pates, the Patriot, I Patriots. I don't think that's crossing their mind right now. Probably. Um, but you never know. Um, and then the final game, I think uh, it's, you know, another meaningful game. Jaguars uh, favored by six and a half in Jacksonville over the Tennessee Titans, who are just a shell of a team at the moment. Is uh, Derek Henry playing? Uh, I believe so. He I th- he didn't play because that game was meaningless. They rested everybody yeah. last week. They were resting him for the Jacksonville game. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. I I could see that. Um, I still like the Jaguars. They are 
they're on fire. They're honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow win a playoff game also. Um, you know, they'll get a home one. Against so the I'll take Char- the Jaguars. Well, it's against the, it would be against the Chargers more than likely. So, um, Oh, they've re- they wrecked them once already this year. Um, I'll, I'll take, yeah, Titans six and a half is a lot. I mean, I think the, I think the Jags has a good chance of winning that game. Probably should, but Rabel, I'm not, it's hard to bet against Rabel. He's a, he's a pretty damn good coach. So we'll see. They don't have, Boy. it's not, they're going back with the, what is his name? Josh Dobbs who played. Okay. I think he's going to play again. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man, if they if they decide to blow things up in Tennessee, I would love Vrabel as a defensive coordinator for oh, this they're team. Not. Tennessee's uh, blowing things up. That, that's that would be nice. Because you might it, it's the Henry and Tannehill you might not see there very long, but I don't see Vrabel leaving unless he's mm-hmm. angry. A guy can dream, Kenny. Right. Speaking of dreaming, uh, we'll dream up some really awesome fantasy camp teams for uh, – Wow. Dolphins Jets. So You're please. following up my great segue with that. Stay tuned. And we're back. Um, yeah, you know, that was a terrible segue by me. I'll, I'll own it. But, you know, it's you know, fantasy dreams, dreams and fantasies. You know, they're 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 similar. I like it. It's regular season. Our audience is smart. They knew what I was getting at. Hit it, Rob. All right. So Miami Dolphins fantasy camp, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the show, is a game that Rob and I like to play every week where we draft fantasy teams comprised entirely of Miami Dolphins skill players and a couple defensive players. Um, This year uh, has gone the way of most years where I have completely dominated. And um, last week was no different. I was I took a, a bold approach. I went different, went different than we normally do. Rob, tell everybody what happened. You took Mostert with the number one pick. He was the high-scoring offensive player with his 20 points. Hill had 13, so it wasn't that much. But we, we talked about the dump, you know, the dump-offs, the, the running backs between uh, Mostert with his eight catches for 62. Oh, look at that. I, I screwed you out of some points. How many receiving yards did Wilson have? I have his three catches, I but I don't have his. I'll look it up. You keep talking. You keep right. recapping. So basically, well, since you took Mostert first, I'm, I, I knew you know this was a game for the running backs, but the chance to have Hill and Waddle on my team at the same time could not be passed up. Um, Hill had a good game with the touchdown, obviously, four for 55. Waddle's three for 52. That's below the numbers you'd hope for them. Uh, Sherfield is just locked in at two points. Uh, two catches now he he was good for like four for 45 now he's two for 25 um and you had Kasiki with with your last offensive pick and he had that last minute uh garbage touchdown and Wilkins and Roberts racked it up there between them there were two sacks 11 tackles a pass breakup two tackles for losses so you just crushed it you actually had the high score of the week. Now we added, we, we tweaked the scoring midway through. So there pr- might have been other better high scores had we done it this way. But needless to say, best fantasy camp performance of the year 60 points to the Tie Freaks. Congratulations. Uh, 
31 yards receiving for Wilson. So 31. that's two more. So 62 points for, uh, for the tie freaks this Damn. year or this week. Yeah. And for you people who were like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. James is dumb scoring for receivers. It's 15 yards for a point. Don't ask me why. Since it's a full PPR, that's instead of, instead of a half point PPR, this is what we were doing. So just, then just do half point PPR. It just doesn't alleviate a little bit. It's so dumb. No, I like it. I think it's, I think it's right. better. Yeah, I know. You like um, it. anyway, yes. So, uh, big, a big, big win for me. That puts me at 11 wins for the season and 608 total points. Rob is at five total wins and four ninety eight. That's so, gross. Um, Rob gets the first pick this week. Going to take Mostert, take my lead, be smart. See, this offense is different when Ted, when two is not playing. No, I have to have Hill. I, I, okay. I, I like the idea of the two of them of having the, you know, the, the running backs this time, but Hill was still okay with the four for 55. He was, touchdown. I mean, he's great. Yeah. yeah he got the touchdown I, I too. Just, I can't not have Hill. So the question is, are you going to do it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Give Take me Mostert um, and Wilson. I'll take Mostert and Wilson with my first two picks. I feel like they're going to be one of them. will will have a big game and the other one will definitely get, you know, a decent amount That's of points. That's actually a good so. point. Like, you know, you need one of them, the one that gets the touchdown. And usually it's Wilson because they like to they don't like to give Mostert the ball inside the red zone, inside the five. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He scored a touchdown. It was a reception. So. Um, right. Yeah, I'll take Mostert and Wilson. And so you can go ahead and take Waddle. I will but definitely who's take gonna be Waddle. your third pick. And Waddle's banged up, so that's but even so he's there's nobody else. Yeah, the question is do I want Sherfield's two for twenty to thirty, or do I want Gasicki's either zero or possible touchdown? Yeah, I'll take Sherfield. Okay. Gasicki right. don't score touchdowns for me. He scores touchdowns take- for you. Exactly. So give me Gasicki again. Um, and hopefully he gets a little bit more involved in the offense. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and take Christian Wilkins. I think he's been um, the best defensive player that we've had this this season. Um, yeah, he's just been he's been great. Watching his development has been awesome. So, uh, yeah, give me Christian Wilkins. I think he has a big day on, on Sunday. So our teams are identical to last week's team so far? Yeah, they are. Um but I'm going to mix it up, but not by much. So I'm taking, I'll have Phillips again, but last week uh, I had Baker because you had already taken Roberts. The, going against teams that run Roberts is a, it's a full point for a tackle. Roberts is a no brainer um, in these, in this scoring format. So I'll take Alan Roberts and Jalen Phillips. Solid. Uh, I'll take Jerome Baker then. So uh, that'll be my finish, my finish up. So we'll see. I hope you do really well. That's you the best part about me, this game you is doubled uh, me you know, up we really want the same yeah. exact teams and you doubled me up. And that this is why I'm terrible at this game. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm like, yeah, I'll take that same team again. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> uh, they called me a madman. Most certain <laughs> Wilson last week. They called me a madman. That's awesome. Nicely um, done. All right. So that does it for the uh, the Dolphins part of the show. Um, I did finish uh, Fire and Blood, the uh, the book. It was very very good. Sad. It's a sad sad book, but uh, but it was was very good. 
Um, and it inspired me so much and uh, rekindled my love of Game of Thrones that I decided to pick up uh, A Song of Ice and Fire again, which I stopped midway through the second book. Um, so I am going to Wait, you pick didn't that even up finish the off. main books and you went and read some stupid prequel? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I saw the shows, like, so I, I mean, you know, same. but I know the, I, yeah, anyway, yeah, I, the, the reason I stopped reading the books was because I was, you know, obviously the show, and then the way the show ended kind of, like, rubbed me a little bit wrong, so, um, but the book, yeah, but, I mean, no, the books are, there, there are, it. there are a lot of things in the books that never made it to the show, so, like, you correct, there's... yeah, I only, I finished, um, the first, the first one, A Game of Thrones, which is the first book, and then, um, I'm halfway through Clash of Kings, and yes, they are. There's a lot of details. It's also cool to like, it's all first, each chapter is first person. So you're getting the, the POV of the character. Um, that makes it interesting as well. Um, you yeah. know, for those of you that haven't read the books. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting through them. And then hopefully uh, Winds of Winter will come out at that's some not, point, hopefully. Not, and then by the time I finish reading them, maybe it'll be out and released. That'd be I'm great. not holding my breath on that one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to get through that. Um, any, I don't know if there's any other, uh, nonsense stuff that I have. Um, we finished better call Saul. Did you, uh, did oh, you finish yeah. that one? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that like very soon after it aired. That was really good. Also sad, sad ending. Um, I, thought, but, uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a great ending. Oh, a great yeah. ending. It's just sad. Like I was all uh, great. All great stories have sad endings. There's no such thing as happy endings. This is true. This is true. And I loved Breaking Bad also. So I guess my question for you is, did you like Breaking Bad more than Better Call Saul or are you or did you like Saul more than, than Breaking Bad? I that's hard to say. I mean, because Breaking Bad was great. But here's the thing. I didn't love the ending of Breaking Bad. Oh, I did. That was also a very sad ending. It was not sad <laughs> enough. That it was, <laughs> not sad enough. That was so sad. Crime does not pay. The fact that he was able to get some of that money to his family that his family should have been dead. Like he, sh the fact that it 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 shouldn't have worked. He sh all of that that he did should not have worked. The fact that that. He should not have been able to get any money to the family. All his money should have been lost in the desert. It should have been a true sad ending. That that was the ending that no, thing needed. No, I, no, it's I not the ending you I, want. I like it. It's the ending you need. That needed a sadder ending. No, he was such a genius that his you know his final scheme. It worked. Shouldn't, it shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't yeah, have worked. It He's an evil genius, Rob, and and his his plan no, worked. Crime doesn't pay. I didn't like it. I didn't. I, I was. I, I didn't hate it, but I I, sh I was disappointed. I felt like it gave us a little too much of what we wanted. It should it should have been a it should have <laughs> failed spectacularly. It should have all been for naught. That's the way a great story ends. Mm, yeah, I, I I mean I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I I was I I loved the ending of Breaking Bad. But don't and it, it's it's that thing. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants that to happen, right? You're sitting there rooting for. That's what makes it so good is you're rooting for, you know, him to save his family. That's why he did it. It was worth it. And it shouldn't and it shouldn't have been worth it. It should have been. It should have not been worth it. I Yeah, but I don't think it was like that's the thing. I think still at the end of the day, you know, 
what he should have done was, you know, just accepted the help or taken the job back at his old company and, and gone that route. Like, you know, then he wouldn't be dead and he'd have his family. I mean, he'd be dead soon. But, he was dying of cancer. Ah, well, yeah. that's what we're you ending on. What a happy note. <laughs> let's get, let's go sneak, Dolphins. Let's sneak so into we can the podcast next week. Let's go Dolphins. <laughs>